Welcome to Queensway Pentecostal Church, leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. Well, hello again. Let's get going into today's message. Uh, today, online church gets a leg up on the competition, so to speak. Uh, we're starting our summer sermon series this week that will carry us through the summer. Uh, the series this summer is called Blessed Are Those. It's based out of Matthew chapter 5, the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount by Jesus. And it's going to be a great time. We've also got a few guests confirmed uh, this summer, which should also uh, be great for our church. Uh, just uh, coming up next week online, uh, Pastor Jeremy Murdoch from our district is uh, sharing with our church. And it's going to be a great time. So uh, plan to be online next week if you're online today. So you can hear that awesome message. Uh, six years ago today, I was on a ministry trip to the Yukon. And in the process, experienced uh, one of the most beautiful places in the world. I really believe that. As many of you know, we live in one of the most beautiful places in the world. This North Shore region is amazing. It's incredible. There's so much of God's uh, beautiful creation around us. And it's an honor to live in this region. And I know uh, so many of you, probably everyone shares my viewpoint on that. Summer, rightly so, is a time for adventure, for vacations and doing the things we love especially, of course, outside with friends and family. I want to challenge our congregation again this summer, just as I did last year, to lean into what the Spirit of God is doing. Make joining our services, whether in person or online, doesn't matter. Make that a priority in your week. Make that a priority in your weekend. Uh, let's journey in faith together this summer as we open up the scriptures, we look at the Beatitudes, and hear from the Lord Jesus. These are his words we'll be sharing about each week. And let's uh, take a moment just to listen to those each Sunday. Join us together. It's so important to gather, whether online, in person, again, doesn't matter, but it's crucial that we're uh, gathering together uh, in the house of the Lord together. So that's great. Let's uh, look at this scripture. Blessed are those. That's the title of these messages. You'll see the graphic around for the next uh, few weeks at least, if not the rest of the, oh, obviously the rest of the summer. But let's open God's word today. Matthew chapter 5. We'll just start at the beginning. Uh, Matthew 5. And uh, we'll uh, open God's word and see what happens. Let's take a look here today. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain. And when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Again, our title for this series of messages is called Blessed Are Those. This is part one today. We're going to start in verse three of Matthew 5. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Of heaven. That's where we're going to start today. The Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, as is identified in these uh, scriptures you'll see in your text, your Bibles, it requires us to listen. 
That's what these uh, scriptures are really calling to us. Of course, you could say, well, the whole Bible tells us to listen. I would agree with that. These scriptures are really asking us to listen. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to Jesus and his words and as he speaks to us today. If you've been paying attention to our messages uh, the last little while, you'll know that I believe we need to listen more than we speak. We really do need to listen more than we speak, especially when it comes to the things of God. We must listen. We must listen. We must listen. I'll I'll stop saying it. (laughs) I have a quote for you today. It'll be up on your screen. It has been said, if you took all the good advice for how to live ever uttered by any philosopher or psychiatrist or counselor, took out the foolishness and boiled it down to the real essentials, you would be left with a poor imitation of this great message by Jesus. That's how much weight the words of Christ carry in this passage. These are words for us to live and die upon. These are the words that he has spoken to his people. Even uh, the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, as he first gave this message those thousands of years ago, the truth is these words are just as true and dynamic and uh, speaking to the truth and the Spirit of God as they ever did, even from that first moment where he uttered those words. These words really illustrate to us, especially in these modern days, that the words of Jesus truly are upside down. The words of Jesus truly are upside down. Uh, I I heard this, excuse me, I heard this quote uh, this week, and I want to share it with you. The Beatitudes flip what we think is success on its head. The Beatitudes flip what we think is success on its head. The Sermon on the Mount invites us to live in this world, but instructs us how to live amongst the circumstances that make up the challenges and joys of our lives. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You see, church, this passage teaches us, this is a quote uh, from Eugene Peterson, you are blessed at the end of your rope. You are blessed at the end of your rope. Have you ever had an end-of-the-rope experience? I've had a few of them, right? And we don't feel like we're blessed in those moments. Maybe we're facing so much tragedy in our life or frustration or anger or all sorts of different things. But the truth is, in those moments of severe pain in our lives, God is with us. And that's what I want us to remember today. Anyone who has lived through or experienced it at a real level would be able to tell you that extreme poverty will crush your spirits. Some of us have lived through extreme poverty. Some of us have experienced extreme poverty. And the truth is we can all relate that extreme poverty will crush your spirit for those of us that have witnessed it. This example though isn't just in terms of wealth or position in life. You see, poor in spirit can be any one of us at any time. Poor in spirit is evident when we feel like God has let us down. Maybe we feel he hasn't come through in that time we needed him. We feel forgotten or alone. We feel left behind and rejected by someone or something. Expectations can create friction and frustration when it comes to our relationship with God if not used correctly. Here's an anonymous quote for you. Expectation draws a line beneath which nothing can be received as a gift. Be careful that your expectations of what God should do don't get in the way of what God has done. 
is doing and will do in the future. It's so true. Our expectations get in the way of what God is doing in our lives sometimes because we put these expectations out there that it's not that God can't meet them, but maybe that's not his plan. Maybe that's not his purpose. Maybe that's not in the direction he's going into. And we miss out on the awesome things, the the blessings that he is doing in every single moment. Misplaced expectations can create ungratefulness in our hearts because we feel like God didn't come through. Have you ever experienced that? Have you ever felt like God didn't come through? I have. But we have to learn to look at what he's doing and don't let our hearts become ungrateful and deceived by this world and unmet expectations. You see, God is with us in our darkest, most troubled moments. I want to proclaim that to you today. God is with us in our most troubled and darkest moments. You see, Jesus knows and is relating and telling us that he is blessing us even when we feel like we have nothing. That's the word of the Lord. That's what these scriptures say, that Jesus is blessing us even when we feel like we have nothing. In that valley of darkness, trouble, fear, anxiety, despair, when we've got nothing left, this is that tough place I'm speaking of, but still God is present in that moment. He's present in that darkness. The Lord Jesus, he is with us always. He is always with us. Let me declare to you today that God is on our side. If you've been unsure of that lately, I'm telling you, God is on our side. He's with us on the mountain and also in the valley. He's with us no matter where we are. He is on our side all the time. God is on our side at the bottom, at the top of the valley, in the, uh, in the top of the mountain, in the depths of the valley, excuse me. He is always for us. God's presence is everywhere. God's presence is at our highest moment and, has, and, is, at, and is at our lowest moment. When it comes to pain, those moments where we are walking the road of poor in spirit, God doesn't give us explanation on our whys. He gives us incarnation. Sometimes we want answers on why, God, why didn't you do this or why didn't you do that? Why didn't you come through for me in this or that area? Here's the truth. He's not answering our whys. He gives us incarnation. The Bible teaches that the gift of incarnation is so much greater than any explanation God could give us in our dark moments. Simply the Lord Jesus, his presence with us is what we need. Did you know that? It's not about God answering our questions. It's more important that he gives us himself, that he is there with us in those troubled days. He is present in our troubles, in our greatest times of need. God is with us. There's a few scriptures I want to highlight this morning of what this poor in spirit is and how it's represented in scripture. Proverbs 18 verse 14 says this, a man's spirit will endure sickness, but a crushed spirit who can bear. The psalmist writes this, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked and those who hate the righteous and will be, will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants, not of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. You see, these verses describe the poverty of spirit that Jesus is referring to in Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. We all must deal with being poor in spirit. 
one time or another in our lives. In that emptiness, Jesus reminds us that he is with us. We are his and we are blessed by him. We are blessed by his presence. John 17 verse 3 says this, And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. By believing and knowing God, the only true God, Jesus Christ, we can begin to experience the coming kingdom that Jesus has spoken of. We begin to see God's kingdom come on earth as we know God more and more each day. That's what leads us into God's kingdom. That's what pushes us forward into the things of God, into the kingdom of God. I want to leave you with a few quick thoughts today as we're starting to wrap up. And the first one is this, blessed. The idea behind the Greek word for blessed, especially in this scripture, blessed are the poor in spirit, is this. The idea of that Greek word is happy, not blessed, happy in a momentary sense. I can be happy right now, but sad in the next moment. That's not what it's talking about. Happy in the sense that it is a place of being and living. I'm happy. That's where I live. That's where I am is in a happy, content, blessed place. Here's a quote for you. We are blessed and happy. Note also with delight that the the blessing is in every case in the present tense. A happiness to be now enjoyed and delighted in. It is not blessed shall be, but blessed are. I love that uh, quote from Charles Spurgeon. Blessed are, we are blessed in this moment. We are blessed in these times that Jesus uh, describes in the text here of the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5. The opening word of our Lord Jesus is in this great passage from him to us is that we are blessed. That's his opening words to us, is that we are blessed. We are in a position of blessed and being in a blessing. Our second uh, one is this, simply poor in spirit. This doesn't mean that we are insignificant, without value. We know that's not true. We know God loves us greatly. He has great plans for us. He values us more than anything else that could ever be valued if I could say it that crazy way it's recognition that we are nothing without God that's what poor in spirit is recognizing is that we are nothing without God we are not enough without God without the Lord Jesus without Holy Spirit living and dwelling in us we know that without just uh Without just in and of ourselves, we are not enough. I'm not enough. I can't give Jesus enough. We don't have anything to offer that would be an appropriate sacrifice to the Lord Jesus. Not one of us, no riches, no fame, no glory. We can't offer anything to the Lord Jesus that is worthy of him and his presence and his uh, uh, willingness to be with us. We don't have anything to offer that would be an appropriate sacrifice for Jesus. Jesus being present with us in our being poor in spirit is what brings us strength. There's nothing I can offer Jesus to win him over, but just the fact that he would always be with me. He's present in every single moment of my life, in every single up and down, in every single happy and troubling situation. God is with me. The Lord Jesus is with me. 
You see, Holy Spirit brings about the work in our lives that connects us to our response to Jesus working in and through us. I can't think of anyone I've met that couldn't at some point in their lives not relate to being poor in spirit. It's a great starting place for all of us. No matter our current situation, we are we are poor in spirit. We're often poor in spirit, no matter what's facing us in our lives. You see, Jesus doesn't look to what we have. He looks to the fact that without him, we are nothing. He knows it. He doesn't look to the things around us to, for us to prove anything to him. He knows that we are nothing without him. We must first realize that he is with us. He is there in the darkest spaces of our hearts and minds. He is present in those most difficult of circumstances. That's where the blessing is. That's where the blessing comes to life. Our third and uh, final thought this, this morning is this. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The poor in spirit, that's who inherits the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is not given out by race, merits, force, smarts, or wealth. The kingdom is given to the poor, the despised, the prostitutes, those who can offer nothing and do not try to offer. The ones who cry mercy, those are the ones heard by the Lord. Charles Spurgeon wrote this, The poor in spirit are filled from the uh, dunghill and, not, and set, not among hired servants in the field. But among princes in the kingdom, poor in spirit, the words sound as if they describe the owners of nothing, and yet they describe the inheritors of all things. Happy poverty, millionaires sink into insignificance, while to the poor in spirit remains a boundless, endless, faultless kingdom, which renders them blessed in the, in the esteem of him who is God over all, blessed forever. You see, being poor in spirit pushes us to rely on the Lord Jesus. That's what being poor in spirit means for us today is rely more on Jesus. You see, we cannot be fulfilled by our own strengths, only on our reliance on God's power. If we don't sense our great need, identifying that we are in fact poor in spirit, we will never hunger and thirst for righteousness. Church, I know this message is speaking to me. I need to ask God for less of me and more of him in my life. Even uh, as I'm uh, sharing with you right now, I can sense the great need for more of my Savior in my life. I need more of him and less of me. I trust that you uh, share that prayer with me today. I need more Jesus and less of me in my life. Remember when our relationship with Jesus Remember when our relationship with Jesus begins with us emptying of ourselves so that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Being a Christian is an emptying uh, uh, relationship with Jesus. We want to empty of ourselves so that we can be filled with the presence of God. We need more Jesus in these days. As some are gathering in person today, some folks are at home. I can't help but come back to this thought. In these days, I've heard... I uh, prophesied for years that the Spirit is going to pour out a mighty wave again upon the world, upon humanity. I can't help but think, if God is going to pour out His Spirit in a transformational way in these days, maybe He's using these strange days, the strange time to help us realize that we need more 
of him. We need more Jesus in our lives. The truth is, I can make an argument, I feel, this morning, that we are all poor in spirit and in great need of the Savior who's always with us. We need an increase of Jesus in our lives and a decrease of everything and everyone else that's around us. Church, let's pray this morning. So God, as we've opened the scriptures, as we've begun this series on the Beatitudes and blessed are those, Lord, we begin with realizing that you must increase and we must decrease in our lives. God, even as I'm sharing this morning, I'm just reminded of how you need to be great in my life and I need to decrease, become small in my own mind, in my own spirit. I need more of you and less of me. So God, as we can all identify uh, one way or another with this message, I pray that your Holy Spirit would be with us, that you'd encourage us, you'd increase our faith in this moment that we can uh, have more of you. We can have, uh, we can be poor in spirit, but you are with us. You are surrounding us in our deepest, darkest, most troubled moments. You are there. That time in our lives that we think back to in our greatest moment of despair, you have always been with us. Even when we've not felt you close by. You are always with us. You're always in those moments. You are always there. And that's the promise we hold on to today. So God, would you be with us as we go about the rest of our weekend here? Lord, thank you for every person and family that's taking the time to join us today online. Pray a blessing upon their households. Would you be with them as they uh, maybe take some time to vacation and enjoy the countryside, enjoy the surroundings, take a moment and just to Uh, take a breath. And Lord, would your Holy Spirit come and fill us even in these days, that your spirit would be alive and present and uh, speak to us so clearly, we pray in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen, church. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you would like more information on who we are, visit our website at qpcespanola.com.